It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It's time for Takes on Takes. You know the drill. You supply the takes. We supply the take on your take today on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making Locked On NFL Scouting your first listen every day. And a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, we appreciate y'all being here very, very much. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with promo code Locked On to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Joe, happy return of Takes on Takes Day to you here on Locked On NFL Scouting. Get used to it, folks. We're back. Takes Part on of Takes our weekly routine. Yeah, man, it's just a staple of who we are as a podcast and what we've done for so many years. And um, I feel like we've found our rhythm. It's taken some time. And you can expect this every week. So hit us up in the YouTube comments. That's the spot to drop your takes. We'll uh, we'll compile them, you know, every week and have some fun. Great. And I know you have been chomping at the bit because you've alluded to this several times yes. in the last 12 hours. Um, we're recording early on a Friday uh, that you wanted to put me on the spot. So yeah. you warned me I was going to get put on the spot. And then when we started recording, you said, I can't wait to put you on the spot. So. Yeah. And just based off of the giddiness in your, the pep in your step right now, yeah. you want to do this? Yeah, whatever I do. Whatever it is. I do. I do want to do this. I have uh, no I, idea. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I know, Kyle, you like to compete, right? That's your, you know. Okay. Compete, sure. you like a little challenge from time to time. And so here's what we're going to do, all right? You're going to have 30 seconds, all right? And I'm going to try to try to get this so that the timing matches up very easy on our, our ticker that we have here for, for I the match. stopwatch. No, no, I, I got it. I got it. So you have 30 seconds. And we're going to start right when it says live three minutes, okay? Okay. All right. And it's going to go to 3.30. And so you have 30 seconds to name as many – hold on. I got Madden cover athletes as you can in 30 seconds, all right? Okay. So we're going to start in seven, six, five, four, three, two, go. Okay, so you have Josh Allen this year. You have Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady. You have Peyton Hillis, obviously the legendary one. Ray Lewis, I believe, was on one. Uh, Eddie George was on one. We have, geez, it's been a minute. Lamar Jackson was on 19, I think it was. Um, Calvin Johnson was on one time all right so you got that was okay i feel like that was okay 
No, I think I have no idea what I've only seen one other person do this. And okay. the, that was the inspiration for this. The Bills did a video with Josh Allen, put him on the spot to do this. Oh, geez, how'd I do? Well, I I knew that you would have wanted to beat Josh. You didn't beat Josh. You got eight. Josh got 13. Okay. In the video, he got 14. I don't count the 14th. He said Bill's Mafia at the buzzer. I'm not counting that, right? It's, to me, it's Josh Allen was on the cover. I know that there's like the deluxe edition that oh, so the he, Bill's he fans. Didn't, he didn't get himself. No, he got himself. He got himself. Okay. And then he's like, does that count? And he's like, oh, Bill's Mafia, because there's that extra cover. They say he got 14. I gave him 13 because that doesn't count. You got eight. I have no idea how good I would have done. but how I, um How many did he get or who are the names that he got that I didn't? And who were the names that I got? It, it, he didn't, if there were any. Um. Okay. Off the top of my head. I know that he got Antonio Brown. He got Brett Favre. He got Calvin Johnson. He did not get Eddie George. He got himself. He did not get John Madden. You also did not get John Madden. Mm. Uh, he did not say Lamar Jackson. He got Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, he got Marshall Falk. He got Michael Vick. He got Odell Beckham Jr. I can't believe I didn't get Marshall Falk. He was the <laughs> one who was on the first version of the game that I ever got. Uh, you guys both got Patrick Mahomes. You both got Peyton Hillis. Nobody's missing Peyton Hillis. You know what I no. mean? Like, yeah. Nobody's missing Peyton Hillis. And then the legend of Peyton Hillis is only going to grow with with him rescuing, what was it, his niece and nephew or something like yes. that? Past yes. year, like, it, it's he's if I think Madden cover athlete Peyton Hillis is now, let alone the fan vote that got him on, but what he did uh, to, to save his niece yeah. and nephew from drowning was he's first name off the top of my head every time now. Uh, you both got Tom Brady. Neither of you got Richard Sherman, Rob Gronkowski. Josh got Sean Alexander, if I'm not mistaken. Josh also got Troy Palomalu. Neither of you. I should have got Troy. Dude, I forgot this guy was on the cover. Vince Young, Madden cover athlete. Yeah. And Adrian Peterson. Neither of you guys got Adrian Peterson. So okay. there you go. There's I our game. Right. Just start there. Right. But uh, that was fun. Thanks for participating. I, I probably would have done better if I would have bought Madden more than once every four years for the last 12 years. That's better than I have. I haven't Peyton Hillis is the last one I have 2012. It's, it's over 10 years, right? And your drought. I'm not going to end the drought. It's it's already, <laughs> I've already declared it. I've announced it on both podcasts and I'm not buying yeah, but, that. But we've, we've had so many people that have told us whether they're playing on PlayStation or no. Xbox. If I were to get, it's obviously a PlayStation. That's what I've, I don't know. I guess I grew up playing. I had the one, the two and the, uh, the three currently behind me there. Collecting uh, but, dust. Yeah, it's the. It, I don't know. It's the controller. I guess I feel the best about. I. Yeah. I at one point. At one point, I had a 360, and I didn't like that controller. I played this game Bioshock. You ever play this game? Yeah, I've heard of it. Oh, I've, I've actually never played it, but I've, I've well, I got stuck. I like. I was like, okay, I'm gonna try to get good at this game, and then I got stuck, and I'm like, this is not. This is not for me. So you know what? What game that was for me? It was one of the the Turok games with the dinosaurs, and like. I like picked it up and I'm like, oh, I could see myself really loving this. And it was at some point in the game, like in one of the, the stores, like a Target or a Walmart or something like that, where like you could just pick it up and go. And some other kid had left it off. And it was like, I must have spent 20 minutes stuck in the same like one small part of the map and couldn't figure out how to get out. And I'm like, I haven't seen a dinosaur yet. Mm. I feel like the people that go on the park, the, the, the ride at Jurassic Park, and they're spending the whole time riding through in the, the RV and they don't see it a darn dinosaur the entire time hate to see it It it's bad all right we got a uh a bunch of good stuff to get to here in terms of takes on takes this first one kyle this one's going to be for you i i don't have any any comments on this but i think it's going to be perfect for you uh our guy sam teats friend of the show 
Sam says Dane Brugler had three Alabama players in his top 10 for his latest big board. Kool-Aid McKintry at seven, Dallas Turner at nine, J.C. Latham at 10. Here's the take. Only one of those players will be a top 20 pick in the 2024 NFL draft. So I do think there's questions with each. So I think it's really interesting. I think Latham at, at right tackle, kind of the natural value of right tackles. Um, he's built like Evan Neal. I think he's better than, I think he's cleaner than Evan Neal. Um, but I think that's probably the the question that you would invoke is big bodied Alabama offensive tackle who plays on the right side, right? If you're going to poke holes. Mm-hmm. Um, Kool-Aid McKinstry is really physical, almost to a fault at times. Um, I don't think he's the most fluid mover of the corners in this class. If Joey Porter Jr. can fall out of the first round, can I see a world where Kool-Aid McKinstry doesn't go in the top 20? Sure, mm-hmm. I can. And then Dallas Turner is 240-pound, long-armed, bendy, bursty pass rusher. We always rate them higher on the outside than the league does, it feels like. So I think this is a pretty reasonable take from Sam. Have I ever shared with you my Kool-Aid song, my jingle? No. Yeah, so I'll, I'll do it. I'll do the Kool-Aid jingle. I I my I think my brother claims to have written this, maybe my sister. We sang this a lot a lot growing up, uh family of of six, four kids, and the Kool-Aid jingle is Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid. Tastes great. Wish I can have some. Can't wait. <laughs> Welcome to a Friday episode of the Lockdown that's, NFL Scouting Podcast. Imagine that's the new intro here. song. Yeah. Surely. If we can get Kool-Aid on as a sponsor, hashtag no free pub. Yo, we let's can... go. Kool-Aid, sponsor the pod. We'll drink it during the during the hey, show, no problem. Did, did you get a take from Joe at work? I don't think so. Why do you oh, have I one? did. Oh God. I did. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you that one before we go to break. Okay. Put Joe on the spot, the Joe challenge here. Take from Joe at work. Joe at work says takes on takes. One of the best things that could happen for the NFL this season is for both Jordan Love and Justin Fields to be good. Not only would it balance out the quarterback discrepancy between the AFC and NFC conferences, but giving one of the oldest and best rivalries in sports two young, good quarterbacks makes for great viewing. Love versus Fields, Packers versus Bears. Twice a year for the next 10 years would be great for the NFL, and I say all this as a Packers fan. Yo, absolutely, right? I think we need to see some quarterbacks emerge in the NFC. I think renewing some re- rivalries with some fresh, you know, names there, uh, like Love and Fields, would be terrific. Yeah, I'd, all the way in on this. I think it's a great take from Joe at work. All right. Speaking of great, you want a great shave? You got to check out Harry's Ravers, folks. I know I have a beard, right? But I still have to shave. You got to take care of the neck beard. You got to make sure you don't have the cheek these, fuzz or else that things, just yeah. looks sloppy, man. And my go-to for a great shave at a great price is a razor from Harry's delivered right to my front door. Folks, I've really enjoyed using Harry's razors. And you got to check out their starter set. You can head to harrys.com slash NFL. You can get a starter set for just 3 bucks, And it includes a five-blade German-engineered razor, a weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover. And Harry's also makes skin care products that will make sure that you have the best shave ever. They have creams, washes, and lotions that will keep your skin healthy and hydrated. And folks, their razors are sharp. The eighth shave on a razor is just as sharp as the first one. So there's no reason not to try Harry's. They have the highest 
customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, and they're also offering a no-risk trial. So get your best shave this summer with Harry's Razor and Skin Products. Get a $13 starter set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash NFL. That's harrys.com slash NFL for a $3 starter set. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, Joseph, you have the rest of the taste catalog. That was the only one that was sent directly to me that I could catch you off guard with. So I got you. I I I trust that you have a plethora of takes ready to go. A plethora, a courtesy of the people. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jacob has one first time take from Jacob here. Thank you so much. Jacob says, for the first time since Kevin Byer did it in 2017, a safety will tie or lead the league in interceptions. I didn't realize how infrequent this was. Do we know who it was before Byer? No, I don't. Mm. Okay. Well, I can float around and produce this thing. Uh, who are our candidates? Minka. Um. Minka's Kevin Byard, Kevin Byard himself, Justin Simmons, Justin Simmons, Holland in a um, Fangio defense. Yeah, I think so. What was the take again? For the first time since 2017, a safety will tire lead the league in interceptions. Did Justin Simmons not have six last year? Did that lead the league? Was that the, the that's a core pro football reference? No. Oh, wow. Jacob, the first time take coming in with bad info. Leading us askew? Oh, no. What do we do with this? <laughs> what do we do? Um, I have Reggie Nelson uh, with eight yeah. in 2015. Florida great. Eric Weddle, seven in 2011. Ed Reed, eight, 2010. Uh, Darren Sharper, nine, 2009. Ed Reed, nine, 2008. This was a... This was a Early late 2000s, early 2010s safety lock in. But now, to be fair, it was Minka Fitzpatrick, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, Justin Simmons, and Tariq Woolen last year all had six. So I think it's totally possible, right? Totally yes. possible. Yes. Now, if you told me that it was going to be a, a safety with double digit interceptions, probably been a minute. There's, some, I mean, I'm into the the late '80s, and I I don't even know if some of these guys are safeties or corners. So, <laughs> right, that's rare. You'd say double digits for safeties. I mean, the only two years in which we've had double digit safety or, or double digit interceptions for the interception leader was Howard and Xavier Howard in 2020 with 10, and Trayvon Diggs in 2021 with 11. You got to go back to 2007 for the last time a player had had double digit interceptions. Would you believe it's been that long and yet the player who had yeah. it in 2020 didn't, didn't, didn't even win defensive player yeah. of the year? I've heard about this. Yeah. Heard about in this favor lot. of a guy who had like his worst season in a four year stretch. Yeah. They're pretty heard crazy. 
I can't remember where I've heard that before. And then a corner who didn't even have 11 interceptions the following year won defensive players. Just insane. And then they and then they take away the first round pick of the team. The other other teams do the same thing. Nothing happens. They throw parades. They they rig the Super Game Bowl to be in their same stadium. It's insane. Uh, the right the, reservation in Cabo. You get a Lombardi trophy and a parade for that. That's where you want to be in the offseason. Uh, this next one comes from Team Leader. They said, I saw the predictions on the scroll. No uh, way. He says, no way the Titans finish 7-10 and back-to-back years. They will win the AFC South. Yeah. Worst case, 10-7. and That. That. I think something I've learned this offseason is that the Titans fans have a better perception of their team than I think most do. And I, I learned this when I predicted Derrick Henry to be traded. And and you were immediately just bludgeoned over the head. Yes. They're they're high on their football team, Kyle. I know they and, are. And here, here, like if I were to say, okay, all right, have your optimism. That's fine. Like Mike Vrabel, I think, gives you a high floor as a coach. You have defensive talent. Like I get it. But your quarterback's Ryan Tannehill. You have a below-average starting quarterback and a below-average offensive line. Aren't they returning one starter from last year's offensive line, too? Like, it's it's not just you're concerned about the talent. There's newness as well. Right. And, and are we sure a lot of this is upgrades? No. I don't know, man. Like, I don't think so. Like, Hopkins helps, but you still need a lot of growth from your other playmakers. I mean, I think defensively they'll be pretty solid, but I don't know, man. I don't see I don't see them winning that division over Jacksonville. And maybe that's it. Like, okay, they just have to get through Jacksonville. We're not taking the Colts and Texans seriously. I, I take more exception with saying the floor is 10 wins. Worst case is 10 wins? Yeah, I think that's, yeah. Like, th- this guy's expecting them to be like an 11, 12, 13 win football team. Sure. And, they, they, you know, they were the one seed in 2021 and won 12 games. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Harrison says with a heavier passing offense, with the addition of Brandon cooks and Zeke leaving Dak Prescott will have over 4,000 yards passing, but a career high in interceptions. Then he had a healthy amount of interceptions last year. I think he tied to the lead lead last year. So he's going to throw more. I kind of feel like that's not going to be true. You floating. I am floating and producing. So 394 attempts last year, 15 interceptions, a 3.8% interception percentage. And he probably is going to throw the ball closer to 600 times. Well, you know, fun fun fact about that, Prescott, he's never thrown the ball 600 times in a season before. Really? What's his career high in attempts? He's done 596 twice. Okay, so he's flirted with it. Yes. Is our expectation with McCarthy taking over the offense is that they, they throw it more? Is that is that the general conception out there? Does a heavier passing offense? Harrison's thinking so. Yeah, I, I think a West Coasty world where we're not as aggressive down the field. I think that helps Dak from an interception perspective. I don't know if he comes back and he his career average across all of his seasons and all of his over almost thirty three hundred attempts is two percent for interception ratio. So draft dudes do math. Yikes. You said 600. Yeah. I could probably do it off the top of my head, but I'm not going to. If he had a, if he hit his career average across 
600 attempts, he'd have 12 interceptions this year. Yeah, I think I I think this is not true. And those some of those interceptions were just weird last year. I think he's going to come in with an emphasis on not doing that. There's a bigger resume of him not doing that that I'm going to lean into here. So mm-hmm. I, I I'm going to disagree here. Uh, Matt says this is an aggressive one. Uh, Matt says the Houston Texans will finish with as many or more wins than the Cleveland Browns. This is hot. Spicy. Very hot. So what's the pathway for Cleveland? What what number does this have to be for this to be true? We had Houston with seven wins, right? I think we bumped them down to six. Six. And then Cleveland, we think, is like a 10-win team. We have them nine and eight, but we also did that before they added Shelby Harris. And probably Zadarius Smith. And, and Zadarius Smith. So, so we're, we're probably going to have to go back and revisit the old brownies. Well, and even even with, like, if, you're, if your plan here is that Deshaun just doesn't find his game, you're still leaning into CJ Stroud as a rookie with a with a ton of new new stuff. And I like Houston this year. Yeah, me too, but like but, not more than Cleveland. Yeah, I think even even unless there's a ton of injuries for Cleveland, I still think the worst case scenario for Cleveland is probably going to be equal. I think Houston had had to dramatically overachieve. And we think they're like a 6M1 football team. All right, folks, August, it is here. You know what that means. The official start of Fantasy Football Drafting Month. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. Folks, Underdog is the easiest place to play fantasy football, and it is the best place for best ball. All you do is you do one live snake draft. There's no waivers. There's no trades. And then Underdog sets your best lineup every week. Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament it is the largest fantasy football contest of all time. It's back and even bigger. There's $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. And last year, the winner, they drafted their team in July. So there is no reason for you to wait around. Get on over to underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with promo code Locked On. That'll get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's underdog fantasy promo code locked on. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one yard line with the Super Bowl on the line or Could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former SportsCenter anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, Dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Okay, Joseph. All right. Let our cups runneth over with more takeths. Here's the next one. This is a a timely take here, entering week three of the preseason, final week. 
Okay. Uh, from Greg. Greg says, no starter outside of rookies should play a single snap of preseason. And then he goes on to say the risk of losing someone for a significant amount of time outweighs the benefit of getting on the same page. But it's not just about getting on the same page, right? It's about getting your body ready to play. And I know you have joint practices and the professional athletes are cre- a lot of them are creatures of habit, right? And I think about getting ready to play and the game day procedures and getting that routine in rhythm and the physical component of actually playing competitive football in a actual game setting. I agree. Any preseason or training camp injury is super unfortunate, but I think you'd be doing the players a greater disservice to hold them out and then expect them to go zero to 60 in a competitive setting in the week opener. I think you'd probably have more injuries Mm -hmm. if you do it that way. You got to get calloused up, man. And I keep hard knocks, right, man. You got to, the best way to get ready to play football is to play football. We're talking about high stakes, professional football. It matters a lot. You got to position yourself to be ready to go. And those, those moments are, are very, very significant. And so uh, I think, is there any coach out there that's not playing their, their starters? If there, if there are, it's very few, it's very few. Right. So yeah, you got to get ready to go. I, I disagree with this take. And there's so much like, general perception out there about like even pre-draft stuff and guys have to just be really, really cautious, man. This is an athletic game, right? You have to constantly be practicing training, getting your body ready to compete at this highest level. Like it's an inherent part of playing football. Yeah. That's as, as somebody who is a fan of a team of a bunch of players with durability questions, the, the inherent fear that exists of injuries it's either going to happen or it's not. And if you try to put guys in a glass clay, glass case and then roll them out there, it's probably going to happen either way. Right. And the ones that the only ones that are, are super duper do they're all unfortunate, but the ones that feel really regrettable that maybe you'd have remorse for are the ones where a player gets rolled up on or something yep. weird that like in a different game, it'd be a different body in a different position at a different time. And it wouldn't happen. But it's it's the nature of the beast. Yeah. It's that's why we love it is the intensity of it and the struggle, the physical struggle and strain of the sport of football. And if if you try to cut that part out, I, I think you're hanging the guys out to dry when it's time to really go. Enzo says Daniel Jones is better than Dak Prescott. By what measure? Yeah, I don't I don't know what it would be. I don't I don't think this is fair. I mean, the sample size of performance is better for Dak Prescott. Let me put it to you this way. Could you get to the end of this season? And I would ask you, Joe, who would you rather have? Daniel Jones or Dak Prescott? What percentage likelihood could you see the pathway for you to say, I'd rather have Daniel Jones? I think there's a path for that, a reasonable path. So do I. But right now, based on everything we've seen in totality, it's Dak. Yeah, everybody's down on Dak right now because he missed five games and threw 15 picks last year. <laughs> right. It's what have you done for me lately, right? It and, really and is. For, 
for Daniel Jones playing his best career season, I get why that still feels ambitious because he threw for 3,200 yards and 17 touchdowns or whatever it was, right? Like, I get it. But I think if you look at Daniel Jones in a vacuum, Daniel Jones is is the new Kirk Cousins because it feels like it's now become kind of popular to like Kirk Cousins because of quarterback and the consistency of the production and the statistics. Daniel Jones feels like the guy who's been the pinata that I actually think is a good quarterback that just is getting into a position where the, the situation around him is, is going to allow him to show it. Jose says the New York Giants, when healthy, have a top three tight end duo in the league. Waller and Daniel Bellinger, that's who he's referring to. Okay, so let's just start with Darren Waller. Darren Waller, when healthy, is outstanding. Mm -hmm. Now, it's been a minute since we've seen that version of Darren Waller. He's looked awesome in camp. If you could tell me the Giants are going to get 17 games or 15 games of that Darren Waller, they're going to be really happy. I think Bellinger's a really nice complimentary skill set to Darren Waller. But top three tight end duo. Yeah. Kelsey and Gray. Yes. Kelsey and, and Gray's comparable to Bellinger, but even yeah. if he wasn't, Kelsey's just that much better anyway, right? Like Andrews and Likely. Probably. Henry and Gusecki, I don't know. I'd probably rather have Waller and Bellinger. Right. I, I got I got the exact response I thought it would there. What about uh Conklin? Why, and why are you including a six six wide receiver in a Conklin and Uzoma? I don't know we're including Darren Waller, right? I mean, isn't that the same thing? Uh, Darren Waller is inherently not the same thing as Mike is saying. No. <laughs> I mean, is a receiver? No. Who else? Is I mean, this might be a good take. It might be a good take. Is it like it's just a lot of work to be able to figure that out on the fly here? Right. So good, good job. The, I think the point is the Giants was, have a good it, tight end room. <laughs> forces us to filter through an impossible amount of depth. Wait. Wait, I have the um, the locked on NFL scouting ah, database. It's a good thing it we has, did this. It has all the tight ends listed. Okay, we can do this. We can definitively have an answer. Okay, so tight ends, the cornerstone tight ends that we assigned were Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, Dallas Godert, and George Kittle. The tight end twos in those situations, um, Jack Stoll in Philadelphia. Not going to help you. Uh, Noah Gray, we've already acknowledged. We have Patrick Ricard down as like the, the tight end two because of the amount of volume that he gets. But even if it's Isaiah Likely, I think it's still in the mm -hmm. conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, and then who did I skip over? George Kittle, who had Kyle Juszczyk as the tight end too because of how much fullback that they used but who's the tight end to is charlie warner the tight end to there in san francisco yeah i don't know maybe i think that's probably i'd probably rather have that than the giants combo just from a there's still the blocking 
floor that exists. There's actually a better blocking for floor with both players and uh, the durability of Waller is the, the kind of the big question that I would have there. So it's up there. I think they're, I think they're probably more five. Yeah. Top five. Let me seek this last one in here. I like it from Nicholas. Uh, first time take from Nicholas. He says, Jared Goff will break the all-time record for consecutive pass attempts without an interception in week three. He currently sits at 324. Aaron Rodgers holds the record at 402. So, so does he have another play the Chiefs? Like 70 passing attempts, 70 over 70. And that's the all-time NFL record. Yeah, it's Aaron Rodgers, 402. Jared Goff is at 324. So they go at Chiefs. Home against Seattle, home against Atlanta, and then at Green Bay. I mean, of course he can do it, but it's like it's unlikely. No one else has ever done it. So I'll 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 do wow. the Joe Marino and, thing and, and say and just just because you took that low hanging fruit, I'll say he does do it. Oh wow. What a draft dude's bet? No, I'm not gonna put anything <laughs> formal on that. That's that's a fun bet for the dudes and for who was it? Nicholas. Nicholas. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you guys for contributing to today's content. We hope you guys enjoyed. This is a part of our weekly staple that is back. I'm Kyle Krabs. He's Joe Marino. We are Locked on NFL Scouting. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Make it a great weekend. Enjoy the third weekend of the preseason. And we'll be back again on Monday to talk about everything that went down. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.